often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 395. I am your host, Josh Albrecht, and I am right now deep inside the Slapbox bunker, waiting it out. Hopefully uh, everyone out there is uh, you know, safe if you're infected with, co- with the coronavirus. You know, hopefully you're being well taken care of. Being quarantined, washing your hands, preventing yourself from uh, infecting the rest of us. I think I'm currently safe from the coronavirus as of right now in Missouri, where I'm at. Uh, According to the most recent thing I've seen on my phone is there are currently five, I believe, uh, yeah, five confirmed cases of coronavirus that is of saturday march 14th uh national pie day unfortunately i didn't uh i didn't eat a pie today i am uh, without a vehicle is uh it's in the shop getting worked on don't think the transmission shot but uh had a caliper stuck and which i had fixed a, had uh my uh, roommate jackman he uh, helped me fix that he, he replaced the caliper for me. But apparently that was the main cause. There was uh, something to do. Uh, the mechanic is now telling me that uh, the master cylinder is the issue there. And uh, we thought maybe it was the brake line. Um, but, uh, yeah, i got to get that fixed. And uh, so I have not been able to uh, go out much, which I guess is good since there's the whole coronavirus shit going on. Um and uh, it's given me a lot of time to prepare myself, I guess, for quarantine because it seems almost inevitable at this point as uh, it just inches closer and closer. I think there's a good chance that it's already here, that uh, nobody, not enough people have been tested to uh, find out that they are infected. That and it does take, like, I believe three to four days to get results back, so that's fun. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, um yeah, I think the most fucked up part for me, this this is just me, and you know he's had a good life, I guess. But when I found out Tom Hanks was ill with the coronavirus, that sir, coronavirus, that is a bridge too fucking far, man. You don't fuck with Forrest Gump. I mean, I've said before that uh, I find out Tom Hanks dies, and I, I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry like a very small child. I will cry. That that hurts. I mean, I grew up with Tom Hanks, like a love for that man. I got, I mean, bosom buddies. He's cross dressing, as uh, the the whole premise of that show is just fantastic. I mean, it's just obscenely ridiculous. And how he became the Tom Hanks now. I mean, he was well loved there. I had it not been Tom Hanks and bosom buddies, then uh, maybe that show wouldn't have worked. If he would have pulled. I'm trying to think of somebody else that would would have been uh, big at the time. <laughs> big. <laughs> Pun intended. Um, <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with Bosom Buddies, uh, perhaps you're a bit younger and you didn't get to watch the awesomeness that was Bosom Buddies, which actually I guess I was born right at the end of Bosom Buddies. 
but you got uh, Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari in that. Uh, this is according to Wikipedia, their premise for the show. And in the, in the pilot episode, after their own apartment is demolished, while they are still asleep in it, two men disguise themselves as women in order to live in the dirt cheap Susan B. Anthony Hotel, which happens to be female female only. Kip Wilson, Hanks, that is Tom Hanks's character, Kip Wilson, is originally skeptical of the plan, but after meeting gorgeous resident model-slash-dancer-slash-nurse Sonny Lumet, played by Donna Dixon, he ends up convincing aspiring writer Henry Desmond, played by Peter Scolari, that the experience will make a great book. The co-worker Amy Cassidy, uh, who's attracted to Henry, is the only resident in on the plan. The boy's deception includes outwitting the hotel manager Darlene, played by Edie Adams, and fellow resident Isabella Hammond, an aspiring singer. When the pilot sold ABC, the character of Darlene was replaced by Lily Sinclair. Okay. But yeah, you get the idea. They cross-dressed as women so they could stay in this uh, rent-controlled apartment. (laughs) Is basically the plot. But uh, not only did um, that, uh, I mean, you had Tom Hanks, Peter fucking Scolari, that duo of awesomeness. But the theme song was My Life by Billy Joel, which was fucking great. At some point, though, I forgot what the uh, when this happened exactly, but... I remember it was originally aired, but at one point they had a cover, and it wasn't Billy Joel doing it. Like, there was some versions where it's actually Billy Joel doing the song, some versions it's somebody else covering it. Something had to do with the release on DVD. I don't know what the deal is, but uh, I love me some Billy Joel. You get Billy Joel, Tom Hanks, I'm in heaven. But now coronavirus is threatening to take my Tom Hanks. So fuck you, COVID-19. Go fuck yourself. Anyway... But yeah, I mean, uh, him and uh, his wife uh, Rita Wilson are in Australia, and uh, they've got the coronavirus. But I'm sure they're getting good medical help. I mean, he's—I uh, think more than just a national treasure, he's probably worldwide known. I know that when uh, I was in Ireland the second time, and I was on the bus during a hailstorm, waiting for uh, the marathon to start, the uh, Connemara on and uh there was some french guys uh in a seat next to me on the bus that we were waiting on and they were speaking french and i know very little french so uh i apologize for this but i'm just gonna say some random french stuff here you know it's going on like that a bunch of shit i just can't understand with occasionally like a word i might understand and then one looks over at me, just stops mid-sentence, looks over at me, goes, points at me, goes, oh, Papa Gone Shrimp, nice, gives a big thumbs up because whenever I run, especially the races, I always make sure to wear my Bubba Gump Shrimp hat, even though it's a red hat. But I was wearing that red hat way before MAGA, you know? And that if you're going to wear a red hat, it should be a fucking Bubba Gump Shrimp hat because Bubba... Forrest Gump is the shit. I mean, that movie's absolutely fantastic. 
there's so many good parts to that. I mean, you have, like, Forrest Gump is a child. You got the great scene where he's going on the bus, and you get it, can't sit here, seat's taken. Just, just goodness. And then one of the best parts is probably when uh, Sally Field sleeps with the uh, principal of Forrest's uh, soon-to-be school. <laughs> and uh, I believe it's a principal. Anyway, he goes over to the the Gump uh, household and uh, has sex with Sally Field, and then he goes to leave, and uh, Little Forrest says, Yo mama sure does care about your education, as he's dabbing the sweat off his brow. Then, of course, young Forrest answer, replies with, uh, eh, 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 which is just fantastic. I mean, great, great cinema right there. Fuck, I'm going to have to pull that up. That is... That is too fucking good. <laughs> Damn. Tom Hanks has been in some good shit. As a, I'm really just mainly talking about uh, <laughs> Forrest Gump here, but uh, I don't even know what to look for. Uh, let's uh, Yo Mama. Ed- education. There we go. Education scene. That's probably Yo Mama show does. All right, let's see here. I think I might have gotten the clip ready. This is, uh, man, that guy is slimy. Slimy, slimy guy. Where is the part? Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're going to, we've got it. We've got the magic right here. There it is. He just sounds like a creep. Sleaze bag. Dabbing the sweat. Your mama sure does care about your schooling, son. I had clothes. Oh, I forgot the mm-mm-mm. You don't say much, do you? Oh, that's fantastic. But, I mean, there's great, obviously, that part's not including Tom Hanks. But, I mean, there's some great parts, obviously, with Tom Hanks. And I think one of the craziest parts is uh, there's uh, the scene where Forrest meets up with Jenny. And uh, there's uh, (laughs) a... They... (laughs) It's at her college dorm room. And he... I think I made a mess out of your roommate sheets as he's, I guess, came on her sheets. And then you see it pan over to a shot of the roommate, like, hunkered down, like, nervously, like, hiding, like, frozen in terror uh, in the corner (laughs) in her bed, uh, just not saying a word, just like, oh, fuck. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. And, you know, this, uh, just him running, I mean... I don't know how it took me so long. I mean, I've always loved Forrest Gump. It came out in 94. I was in junior high at the time, and somehow it, it took me until I was in my 30s before I got into long-distance running. And Forrest tried to steer me there, and uh, it took so long. But there is, you know, the benefit. I think Qu- Tom Hanks is uh, well-prepared for a quarantine situation because, I mean, you look at another Tom Hanks classic, there's Castaway. I mean, that involved a lot of quarantine sure sure there was a film crew there but i'm sure he spent a lot of time by himself 
I wonder if he's uh, made a Wilson in his uh, in his quarantine room. I hope so. But I mean, he does have his wife there. I mean, they're they're both there together. I believe he also has type two diabetes, so I'm sure he's at risk. And Rita Wilson has had some form of cancer, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm wrong. She's had some kind of issue that also, I would imagine, put her at high risk. So uh, I haven't heard anything today, but as far as I know, they're doing all right. But again, cast away. I mean, I've used that movie to prepare for going overseas. You know, just in case the plane might go down and I need to do some emergency dental work. Uh, I've got my, uh, I've watched my cast away. And uh, I, I, I don't think I really need a volleyball, but because the odds I think on a volley, volleyball being on a plane with me, probably slim to none unless I bring it with me. But and that would take up a lot of room, take up a lot of room. So I don't feel like I need to bring a volleyball with me. I figure I could tear off a piece of the plane and put my palm, bloody palm print on it to make a face. You know, I can make a, I can make a, a inanimate object any inanimate object a friend of mine you know i think i think i'll be all right i know what's really fucked up like uh where i work um we've got we've we're very strict now every which i'm totally for let's fucking do this i don't i don't want to get sick and I, it probably won't kill me though i've been having some issues with the prostatitis and some other shit and so i feel like <laughs> my immune system's probably not tip top shape but I feel like I could probably take <laughs> the coronavirus, hopefully. But I definitely don't want to be... And uh, I know plenty of people that are not have the highest uh, immune system, and I don't want to get somebody else sick that would die from it. That would make me feel pretty fucking bad. So, uh, Or at least so I think. But uh, anyway, at work, we've got to... Uh, we first clock in, wash our hands immediately. And, you know, you wash your hands. Don't don't be a dick. You know, do it properly. Wash for the 20 seconds. Really clean under the, the fingernails, the whole the whole nine. Uh, but uh, and we have to uh, disinfect our areas when we first start, when we leave the day. Well, there was this one fellow that uh, <laughs> was working with us at, right after saying that, oh, it's no big deal. Why are we worried about small groups or big groups? It doesn't matter. We're all going to get it anyway. Uh, it doesn't matter what size group we're in. And then he proceeds <laughs> to cough in his hands, uh, like all over his hands. He puts his, covers his face with his hands, coughs all over them, coughs several times into his hands, wipes them very briefly on his hoodie, and then puts his hands and wipes them all over the table. <laughs> like, you fucker. Fun fact, we disinfected the table as soon as he walked away. <laughs> like, I don't want that motherfucker getting... That's all sick, but uh, like, come on, man. Even if you don't believe that, uh, like, you think that we're all gonna get sick anyway, that it's inevitable and shit. Like, don't be a dick. Just fucking wash your hands and do shit properly. Come on, assholes. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. I'm sure if you're in a quarantined area or a place where, I think pretty much the whole world. It's probably in every country at this point. The last I heard, it was like 110 countries have it. Uh, 49 states it's probably 50 by the time i mention this west virginia is the last i heard earlier was the only state that did not have a confirmed case of it but i would imagine it's pretty much all over the globe at this point um so if you're 
one of those lucky people in West Virginia and you have any listening to this, uh, <laughs> hopefully it lasts for you. But uh, the toilet paper shit, man, that shit's gotten absurd. I'm sure uh, everybody's like seen this. Like the toilet, like people are buying over a year's worth of toilet paper. Like if you get quarantined, it's for two weeks, man. Two weeks. How much fucking toilet paper do you need for two weeks? Like, even if you've got, like, say, five or six people in your family, like, we've in this house, there are, <laughs> I have to count, <laughs> four other adults. Well, not, well, two other adults, I'm sorry, and two, two children. They're, you know, but they wipe their own ass. They're old enough for that. I mean, we go through, I would say, we go through a lot of toilet paper. It's about, like, two rolls a day at this point, I mean. Or close to two rolls. And that shit disappears really quickly at that rate. So, sure, we need some toilet paper, but I don't need 400 rolls of the shit, you know? I don't need two years' worth. And if anything, okay, you might get quarantined for two weeks in your house. Because the virus lasts, for most people, 14 days. That's two weeks. If you get sent to the hospital, uh, you get a more severe case. It could last you three to six weeks. But you're going to go to the hospital if that's the case. I would hope that they have toilet paper. <laughs> number two, <laughs> yeah, literally number two, you don't really need toilet paper. If the shit goes south, like, fuck, man, you're in the ba- you're at home, you're in the bathroom. There's, fuck, man, wash, use your hand. Use a towel or something. Wash the damn thing. So like I don't I don't get the uh the the madness with the toilet paper. Sure. Like you're gonna want some food. Stock up on canned goods, that sort of stuff that uh is gonna last for a while. But again, you don't unless you've got like forty people living in your house, you don't need to be a dick. Don't uh don't steal it from everybody else. But I you know, there's I'm sure this is floating around the social social medias and all, but there's this great video from uh ABC Australia. There's a uh, toilet paper sh- shortage from coronavirus. Panic buying sees fight break out. Here we go. Let's fucking let's get a little taste of this action. This is good stuff. There's three ladies just fighting it over, pulling each other's hair, screaming. Love the accent. When three women became involved in a toilet paper tussle. Toilet paper tussle. No, not one pack. Staff rushed to aisle 11. The one pack she was talking, it looks like it was at least 24 rolls. Call the police. It's not the Thunderdome. It's not mad. 24 rolls will last us a couple weeks. Officers spoke to a 49 year old woman who told them she'd been assaulted. No arrests have been made, but police made. are looking for the other two women. It's just bad behaviour by people that are panicking, and there's no need for any of that panic. Woolworths released a statement saying, We will not tolerate violence of any kind from our customers in our stores, and we are working with police who are investigating the matter. This is a time for people to remain calm. Main call. Time for Australians to pull together, to work together, to respect their fellow citizens. Jeez, Health man, the pictures of this. Urging people not to These people have, by. like, two, three hundred rolls of toilet paper in their suffer. carts. 
There's no reason to have months worth of supplies at home. It makes no sense whatsoever. Coles and Woolworths have placed temporary limits of four packets of toilet paper per customer, which Coles says should last the average family of four around 12 weeks. The supermarkets say they're working closely with suppliers to restock the shelves as quickly as possible, with manufacturers increasing production to meet the unusual demand. But with supermarket shelves still empty, customers are clearly fed up. Just very typically Australian. <laughs> In what way? Shameful. Are they going to stockpile it under their house? I have no idea. Where do you stockpile it? Some are resorting to paper napkins as an alternative. Oh man, fuck that, dude. I don't want no damn paper napkins. I'll use my hand or something before then. I'll use an old pair of... I've got some old shirts. I'll use those. Throw them away or wash them. Whatever the fuck. Ugh. That's just... Fuck you people and you're stealing all the toilet paper. I I did... Uh, I did buy... Some, like, we don't have a whole lot of toilet paper in the house right now. Uh, none of us went out and went crazy and bought a bunch of fucking toilet paper. Uh, I've got some food in the house. Hoping I can find some kind of food tomorrow. I imagine I can still find plenty of produce because uh, you can't really stock up on that, you know? So I imagine I can find that still. Um, but uh, I did go on Amazon and I bought a 24-pack of toilet paper. But unfortunately, it looks like I won't be receiving it, receiving it until April. I could pay for an expedited shipping, but that was another like $35. And like that seemed a bit absurd. So I guess if it gets bad here, like right now, I believe we've got like five rolls of toilet paper, but that's not your standard size toilet paper. Uh, it was a six pack. I should have went for a bigger one. I should have. Because there was still toilet paper when I got that, and I knew what the madness was all about. I'd been seeing what the other parts of the world were like, and uh, but I didn't feel like being a... Well, it wasn't that I didn't feel like being a dick. It was the fact that I didn't want to grab a shopping cart, and I had other shit to get. <laughs> That's why I didn't get a bigger thing of it. But it probably probably should have done that. But the uh, stuff from Amazon's not going to get here for a while. Unfortunately, it's going to be like April before I get it. Hopefully, the stores around here get stocked with a little bit. Or, you know, my plan is as long as my job still, uh, the doors are open. Hopefully, nobody there gets the coronavirus. But I think the odds are probably pretty good that eventually somebody's going to. And. I don't know, man. Let's uh, let's hope it stays open. Uh, I am prepared for uh, if it does shut down for a couple of weeks because I do uh, have, uh, financially speaking, I think I should be all right. But I think this is my best alternative for using the bathroom is just shitting at work. <laughs> do my business at work. Use their toilet paper because I believe I don't know. I don't know how well stocked they are. I tried to get an answer from my supervisor. I <laughs> he wasn't sure. They uh they have one of the maintenance guys uh or the maintenance guy, staff I guess the only ones that have keys to the uh, the the closet where they keep the toilet paper, which I guess is good now because people do tend to steal shit from work. They'll steal coffee creamer. They'll steal anything that's out. It's fucking ridiculous. I'm glad that uh but hopefully we've got we're well stocked because I plan on doing my business there if I have to. Save on save on the toilet paper because I don't want to have to fight some an angry mob to get toilet paper. I mean, as soon as they they fill the shelves, they've got like hordes of people waiting. It's like a zombie apocalypse. They just descend on it. 
It's like watching ants go after like ice cream that's on the sidewalk or something. It's just just <laughs> attacking. <laughs> but uh, I think I I am somewhat prepared for a quarantine. Like I feel like uh, Howard Hughes had it right, and I think to prepare people should go ahead and watch The Aviator. Maybe not go as crazy as Howard Hughes, but I mean, if there was anybody that knew how to quarantine properly, it was fucking Howard Hughes. I mean, you got this great scene here from uh, The Aviator. That's Martin Scorsese's uh, classic film, 2004, with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio as Howard Hughes. What? Hugh. He is pissing in jars right now. Oh. <laughs> and. T. Q. Oh, he spelled it wrong. He skipped letters. What the fuck? E. I. And what the fuck? I. And. He's got a lot of pissing jars, e man. And. You know, maybe the e aviator's not the proper film e to watch, but I mean, I pissing in the jars is probably uh, not necessary. But closing yourself off. You know, I think, uh, <laughs> but I think I'll I'll do okay in a quarantine situation. It'll give me some time. I have like kind of like looking forward to like like I don't want to get sick, especially because like again, like I said earlier, I've been having some health issues. I don't really want to roll the dice on getting COVID nineteen. Don't feel like doing that. But it. Being off work for two weeks <laughs> sounds kind of nice, man. I could use a fucking two weeks off. That'd be pretty fantastic. I could get, get some work done on uh, learning computer programming, you know, get my Netflix on. I won't be chilling. Well, I'll be chilling, you know, with myself. Be chilling. Netflix and chilling. Netflix and baiting. Probably doing a lot of baiting. I still have some lotion, so we're good there. Uh, and, and uh, I've got plenty of things to deposit on that are not toilet paper. All kinds of fabrics that I can wash. I think we're good on uh, laundry detergent. I could be wrong in that. I haven't checked. So I can wash this stuff. But I, I have a great internet connection here. Or, well, decent. It's a decent internet connection. I've got plenty of things to do. I could go on Twitch. I could Twitch stream. I haven't attempted to Twitch stream in a long time. I could get that on. Maybe I could try to start a YouTube channel. But I feel like if I start too many things while I'm quarantined because I got all this time, you know, right? Then I'm going to be fucked because, like, uh, the way I do things. Like, with this podcast, as soon as I started doing it, it's like, okay, I can't stop fucking doing it now. I got to do it all the time. If I start a YouTube channel or something, I'm going to feel the responsible to do it all the time. Do it, do it, to do it right, you know? Uh, like George Harrison once saying. Or something, something like that, he said. Ugh. Sad, I was going to, uh, I was going to play the board game Pandemic this weekend because it seemed appropriate, you know? How are you going to prepare for a pandemic? Well, play the board game Pandemic. I'm, you know, I've only played a few times. I feel like I need to get the reps in so I know what to do. Uh, but unfortunately, I, I don't know where it's at. I might have left it at Muffin Man's house. I feel like I might have brought it over there. 
That's a problem. I can't get over there. I don't have a fucking car. So that was kind of a loop. But I know definitely playing pandemic, obviously you got to put coronavirus as one of the diseases. I believe there's four diseases you start out with. I usually go with the T virus, like bubonic plague, and then I might pick an STD, but it seems like hard to for an STD, pun intended, uh, to, for that to really become a pandemic because that required everyone to fuck each other, which there is a lot of fucking go- that goes on in the world, but not everybody fucks everybody, you know? I believe these days there's not as much as people fu- fucking. There's a lot more people these days, but I think the internet has a lot to do with that. You can just look at the porn. You can get it out of your system. Or at least that's what what it probably is for me. <laughs> I don't feel like I need it so much. But, uh, yeah, Howard Hughes. Man, I I'm just can't get the uh, him pissing bottles out of my head now. That's uh, it's quite the image. Now I'm getting a little cold, too. Man, fuck. I've been really paranoid. Uh, like, any time I feel like... <laughs> Anything in my chest, like oh, like I ran uh, pretty hard the other day, and uh, I don't run much now. I run like maybe once a week, and it's normal for me to, if I haven't ran much, and then all of a sudden like run, uh, like I ran five miles and without running in a week or so, running five miles can be kind of taxing, can be a little rough, but uh, like the next day I'll be hacking a lot of phlegm and... There'll be little issues with uh, stuff in my ch- chest, you know. Not like feeling like real sick, but it's just like I'm, I'll, I'll hack a lot of phlegm after that. Well, I've been ha- I was hacking a lot of phlegm, but then I'm like paranoid as shit, and like, is this the cor- coronavirus? Like, fuck. Like, I don't really want to miss work if I have to. I mean, I'm still hoping to hopefully in August, uh, like one last uh, one. At least another trip to uh, the the Emerald Isle. Go to uh, Ireland. Which one awesome thing about all this, uh, which uh, the Trump administration has just announced to another travel, more of a travel ban. They're including uh, UK and Ireland in this one. But that's only like 30 days. Uh, if you get tickets for plane flights, man, they are dirt cheap right now <laughs> and if I'm gonna get quarantined somewhere you know I'm like fuck I'm gonna get quarantined in Ireland drink a bunch of Guinness I'll be I'll be in the place where I, my second home I love see I love that place so much and it would just be fantastic if I was gonna get quarantined get quarantined in like uh, Galway City or like Ear Square Although it would be hard for me to... Oh, shit. might help if I select dates. I'm looking at flights. I mean, this stuff is pretty fucking... I I would would imagine, even after... Okay, all the quarantines are over, all that shit. I'm going to venture to guess here that... um, That they would uh, still have pretty... Oh, what? Oh, I fucked up. Uh, there we go. <laughs> looking at flights. Okay, this is for August. I'm looking for one-way trips here to Ireland. August hopefully should be fine. Should be able to fly back to Ireland. But uh, 
I imagine I don't even know if they're going to announce like flights and shit because like everything's kind of up in the air right now. Right now, my phone's having a hard time finding any. It's uh, going through orbits here. That's usually uh, the vendor I go through. Oh fuck! They raised their price. Damn it! The other day I looked and it was like flying into Dublin in August, like a thousand dollars. Now the cheapest one I'm seeing is a little over eleven hundred. That's a damn shame. But uh, that's round trip. Usually, when I go, say, fly into fly into uh, Dublin, it's you know about eleven hundred, I guess. But there was like nine hundred. It was it was cheaper. I'm pretty sure though. I feel like people are going to be having all kinds of distant discounts on traveling just so we can uh, you know get everybody back out even after the virus is dissipated it's down they're going to have a lot of discounts to try to get people out I would imagine at least we'll see what happens um <laughs> I would definitely uh definitely want to go back to Ireland though I've been really researching a lot of stuff in Ireland the stuff I didn't realize I mean I talked about it, I believe uh, on the last one, yeah, when I was talking about don't kiss the fucking Blarney Stone. But there's some pretty awesome places there. You got uh, Sean's Bar, Sean's Pub, um, or Sean's Bar, that's what it is. This is uh, over, trying to find out, it's Ireland's oldest pub, and it's possibly one of the oldest pubs in the world. Uh, but apparently there's a debate on that. There's a few places, I guess, that are pretty fucking old. Uh, this is according to their website, sh- website, seansbar.ie. You got, uh, Ireland's oldest pub situated in the heart of Ireland, halfway between Dublin and Galway. So right smack dab in the middle of the country. There's Sean's bar plays host to visitors from all around the world. Whether absorbing the history, listening to music, visiting with friends and family, or simply enjoying the perfect faint. The appeal is equally strong for everyone. Listen in both 25 of the most incredible bars in the world. 50 bars to blow your mind by Lonely Planet. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. um, what? There's the fucking thing is old as shit. Here, well, here's the history of it. I believe it's over 1,100 years old. I can't... I, as a American, I can't understand any fucking business being that fucking old. <laughs> uh... This is a, oh, here we go. Earning history of the Ireland's oldest uh, pub. Earning the title of the oldest pub in Ireland and perhaps soon the oldest pub in the world. Sean's Bar history is a fascinating tale. Athlone marks the site of what was once a great ford across the Shannon. known as the ford of great antiquity. Uh, the r- Shannon, I believe, is a river. Uh, at around 980, where lived a man called Llewane Mac Ludish. Luane, son of Louis. It is known that he established an inn close to Atmore, the Great Ford. Since today known as Sean's Bar, Luane acted as a guide to travelers who would to venture across the rapid torrent of the Shannon. Solomon grew up around the crossing point, and in time the place came to be known by his name, Athlone Atluane, the Ford of Luane. Later, King Turlo O'Connor built a first wooden castle here in 1129 protect this settlement and yada 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 but uh it's an old fucking bar there's uh it 
it's weird seeing a business that fucking old. Uh, I just can't imagine a fa- like I can't imagine a family taking over a business just in like one generation. You know, it's most of the uh, family-owned stuff I've known is like people are f- uh, from in this country are actually uh, immigrants. It's just kind of what they do. It's not really an American thing to keep passing shit down in a family unless they're uh, come from immigrants. <laughs> Really, Americans just like, yeah, Dad, yeah, fuck you. I don't want to do what you did. <laughs> I mean, it, it happens. There are families that pass down business, but it's it's become less and less of a thing here. Still, a, obviously, a huge fucking thing in Ireland. They got just crazy. They love their their past and shit. But damn, there's just some awesome shit to see and do in Ireland. And stuff you just don't normally see uh, if you uh, just go off of uh, TripAdvisor or something. I mean, I could climb to the highest peak in Northern Ireland. Sleeve Donard, County Down. Stands at an impressive 850 meters, towering above the area's much-loved Morn Mountains. Uh, there's, uh, I love cliffs, and obviously there's coastlines all over the fucking place. And just awesome places to see it. And I still need to go to the damn Guinness storehouse. Like some of these things. Like I'm looking off of uh, the irishroadtrip.com. And uh, that under the uh, on the page, top unique things to do in Ireland. There's just some really great shit on there. And unfortunately, traveling seems like a, like a distant memory now. Is the coronavirus is really fucking shit up and could fuck shit up financially for me and for the likes of traveling but hey man as long as I stay alive right should be <laughs> I'll be happy with that as long as it at some point in time in the future I can find a way to get out again it would be fantastic well, there's man, there's just some awesome pictures of shit on here. You can go whale watching around uh in uh Cork off the ocean, which I've never seen a whale. That seems pretty exciting. I would love to see a gigantic blowhole. Just see it just squirting fl- liquid right out of it. There's a <laughs> uh there's a I mean, I love mountains. And just seeing just how many mountains I still, when I remember going to Ireland the first time, like I knew a little bit about Ireland, but I didn't know like a lot. I, when I pictured Ireland, I just pictured sheep, and plains, like a lot of green, a lot of green, it, which there is. There's a lot of green, and there's a lot of sheep. But I didn't realize just how many fucking mountains there are. There are a lot of mountains, and just cool mountains. I knew that you know they had big cliffs, but the mountains were quite the surprise for me now I can't believe how dumb I was to the the thing and realize <laughs> just how little I actually knew of Ireland I mean I did research a little bit before going and I knew because of the race I was going to that there were mountain chains around that but damn like they have a lot of, uh, a lot of mountains I believe the Wicklow Mountains, uh, they had filmed uh, parts of Braveheart. (laughs) 
like the Wicklow Mountains, like there was a there's a one part too. Maybe it's not the Wicklow Mountains. They filmed Braveheart, but there's definitely uh, some parts where they filmed the uh, in Ireland. They filmed some of Saving Private Ryan, which I I think I found out recently. There's a uh, I think when that don't quote me on this, but I think when they uh, shot the uh, Normandy Beach stuff, I think that was actually Ireland. Again, don't quote me up. Maybe you should look that up. <laughs> there's just some good shit. There's it right here. This is a there's a big ass stone staircase in Aranmore Island. Not sure where Aranmore is. Uh, often the most unique things to do in Ireland are the little hidden gems that rarely make it into the big flashy tourism ads. Aranmore Island definitely slots into the category of hidden gem. At around seven square miles in size, pretty small. Aranmore Island is the second largest of Ireland's inhabited islands, and it's the biggest of Donegal's islands. For those looking to explore, the island has many marked trails that'll take you past an ever-changing tapestry of natural beauty, from sandy beaches to craggy cliffs. And steps, a big-ass staircase of stone steps, look like something plucked from a land time forgot. It doesn't say how many stone steps there are. I would like to... Uh, it looks like a lot. But they're, at least with these stone steps, they... uh. They're nice and flat steps. It's, you know, somebody, like, paved these fucking things. It doesn't seem quite as crazy as uh, Skellig Michael. But, I mean, the steps, it's like there's a whole lot of things to grab onto. It still looks a bit sketchy. But at least they're flat steps. It's not like the cool but scary uh, staircase over in uh, Skellig Michael, which... Shit's just crazy. I mean, those are just stones they threw into the fucking ground. There's no smoothness whatsoever. There are rocky stones, jagged as shit. And that's, you know, it can get risky, but uh, you can do it. You can make it happen. And when you get to the top and you don't die, it's quite the feeling. You feel like you achieved something. It's like getting that, finding that one place that actually has a roll of fucking toilet paper right now. <laughs> I and shit I've totally uh, fucked up too Friday I didn't really yesterday I uh, I didn't really do anything for Friday the 13th and it was Friday the 13th but I had a little bit too much going on with the car situation and uh, lack of being able to go anywhere but I didn't watch any Friday the 13th movies maybe after I, when, I, when I hit the hay tonight which will be here shortly I'll get in some uh, Friday 13th. But, you know, it's funny. I'm so fucking lazy now because well, I've got I've got all the Friday 13ths on uh, either Blu-ray or DVD. But I'm, like, too fucking lazy to get up and, like, put <laughs> a movie in. Like, I've g grown so accustomed to just watching something on Netflix or... Uh, buying it on the PlayStation Store, what other, whatever way, I am just digitally streaming it, and I never have to change movie in or out of my PlayStation uh, Four, which I watch everything on. I'm so, uh, so lazy. I mean, I, it's really tough, isn't it, to like open up a disc cart uh, package, pull the disc out, place it into the disc drive. It's real fucking work. 
I got to stand up, get off my get off my couch and actually pick something up. That's real fucking labor. If I get quarantined, fuck that. I might just buy it on Amazon or the PlayStation store just so I can stream that shit. Uh, what's funny too is Friday the 13th I walk to work which walking to work for me at the most takes like 10 minutes I'm not even a half a mile away from work or maybe about a half a mile it's something of that distance there is a b- good size hill real steep I go down it on the way to work up it on the way back but uh, Friday the 13th I walk to work and I should have thought about it. I should have worn my uh, Jason Voorhees hockey mask that uh, I made made his replica of Part Four, which again looks pretty fucking tight. I watched uh, the YouTuber Big Hush t- and his tutorial on how to do it, and uh, I think it would. I missed a great opportunity there of freaking people out because I go I go to work at I have to start work at five a.m. So I'm out there like walking at like 4.40 a.m. And I think I really missed out (laughs) freaking people out, especially during a time of a pandemic that people are being quarantined. Well, you got this motherfucker walking around all Jason Voorhees style. Just should have done it. Missed opportunity. But, uh, yeah. (laughs) Ugh. I really shouldn't have turned the heater off like I did uh, before I started going. It was warmer a few days ago. Now it's uh, getting pretty fucking cold. The heater was making a lot of noise. Didn't want to fuck the uh, audio quality up for uh, your listening pleasure. But now my feet are getting cold and my nose is running a little bit. Hopefully it's not the COVID, fuckers. I did, uh, I've watched a few videos on people that were infected by the COVID virus, COVID-19. And the one guy had said that it started out, he had a cold, which is the first I really saw of that. I mean, basically they say it's like the symptoms of the flu. You get uh, a fever um, and a cough. It's the main main things behind that. And uh, I didn't see this the first I had seen anybody say that they had gotten a cold first this guy was like 25 and he got hit hard he was in the hospital for like 4 or 5 weeks I think he said something along the lines of that and uh, he got better from the cold things were good and then he had the flu like symptoms so with the fever the shiver uh, yeah got cold and uh, all that he had a cough that one away, he said he got better, and then the pneumonia kicked in. I heard you get pneumonia uh, from it, because it, I guess, weakens your shit, but the respiratory stuff is what really hurt, like he said, it was just insanely hard for him to breathe. Eh, sounds fucking horrible. <laughs> uh, here's a here's an affected guy on CNN, I'm sure pe- a lot of people have seen this from three days ago, which the news is just so fast with this shit. You get so much 
so quickly because one from one day to the next a lot happens. So you've heard from some that coronavirus is just like the flu. Let's talk to I someone who's experiencing it right now. Clay Bentley, he's living with coronavirus. He's currently under quarantine in a hospital room in Rome, Georgia, just outside Atlanta. He recently posted this message to his loved ones. Didn't look good. <coughs> Didn't look good for a while. And it's been a hard road. But I'm here to tell you that when you got the word of God to stand on, there ain't no weapon formed against you can prosper. That's and rough. A lot of people contact me, let me know that pray. You just don't know what that means. Wow. Mm. Clay Bentley is with us now live from Cisco. Uh, his hospital room is, is under quarantine right now. We're also joined by Dr. Carlos Del Rio, professor of medicine and global health at Emory University. Clay, we're, we're just so glad that you turned the corner. Can you tell us how you're doing this morning? Well, I think I've turned the corner. He looks a lot better in that video. Uh, I was just hoping it would just be this message from him. I need, to, I need the CNN analysts involved in this shit. Fuck off, CNN. Uh. Oh man, Dr. Ultra sounds as long as this coronavirus progresses. I don't know that I want to see that. Fuck man. Some horrible shit. I don't man, just as a I mean, it just sucks not being able to read period for anybody, but as somebody that should have some very strong solid lungs as I've done a lot of long distance running. Like, not being able to breathe probably sounds horrible. Probably. I mean, yeah, not being able to breathe. It's it just sounds horrible. And I've known uh, several people now with COPD, and that, you know, that fucks up your lungs. And anybody with that, I mean, they get coronavirus. They're done for. It's just not good. Well, I mean, they get the flu, and you got that. Just bad news. And I can't imagine just not being able to breathe and just walking like <laughs> a couple of steps. I'm done. I'm I'm good. I don't need all that. Ugh. And sadly, I mean, there's uh I mean they're cutting there's there's no sports. I can't watch the blues play. Maybe this'll be good for them. You know, they're having a bit of a rough go there. I mean they were tearing it up, but I mean this will give them some rest. I mean, they they uh, played more games than anybody else other than Boston. This could uh, maybe they'll go back to back now that they've had to get that little bit extra rest. They get Vladimir Tarasenko up and good again, and uh, <clears throat> you know I haven't heard about Bo Meester in a while. Hopefully he's doing all right. Fuck. Hopefully he doesn't get coronavirus. He had that cardiac episode, and then duh. Stay stay cool, Pony Boy. Or whatever, yeah. Bo Meester. Yeah. Q. U. A. R. A. N. T. I. N. E. <laughs> Quarantine. Uh. Quarantine. That the hardest part about doing a quarantine. I mean, there's. I like to go outside. <laughs> I like to get outside a bit. Especially, you know, running and such. Uh, I mean, I can do without that for a couple of weeks. I don't have any training plans going on. I don't intend to do any races. So I, I can get over that. But damn, man, I mean, just being closed up 
is is going to suck, but uh if you should run out of anything or just trying to get supplies is what sucks. Now I know in New York maybe they're doing this in other areas too. I'm sure there's other areas that do this, but they've got the uh the army um bringing supplies to people that are quarantined. Like I would I would imagine you could probably get like a task rabbit, like a Grubhub or something to bring you some supplies or just get shit mailed to you via Amazon or something and just not go inside your house, you know, drop the shit off outside. You can go get it. You know, if it's not too far outside. I mean, I don't know exactly how quarantine works. I am not a professional by any means. I feel like I'm quarantined already. I'm just here by myself talking into a microphone. <laughs> I feel like I should wash my hands. I'm just talking about it. Right, man, I was getting super paranoid last night about, like, shit, do I have coronavirus already? It's like I start to feel, like, I kept feeling my head, like, I'm not running a fever, am I? Fuck. Like anytime I like have to clear my throat or something, I'm like fuck, is that is that it? Is that, um, I've read that you don't really have a runny nose with it, but then when I saw the thing about the guy having the cold first, I'm like, well, fuck, man, that that involves like a runny nose and shit. But anytime like the temperature changes, like it did in the last few days, like it fucks with my sinuses. I have a fucking runny nose. I sneeze a lot anyway. I got allergy situations going on, so I get a lot of the stuff that <laughs> you just seem like you're sick, but you're not really sick. But it's like it's fueling my paranoia. Like I am going to turn into Howard Hughes, even if I don't get the the COVID uh, nineteen. I'm going to totally go Howard Hughes. I mean, I don't have any bottles saved up to start pissing in yet, so hopefully I can get those saved up before. I don't like milk though, so I'm not gonna have to bring in the milk. Fuck the milk, turns my stomach. I don't want that. Just bring me some Fuji water. Motherfuckers. Or Fuji, I mean Fiji. I'm thinking like uh <laughs> No White Clef John John. I, I want the, the Fijis, motherfucker. Give me the Fiji water. That's my go to. It's my Jimmy Jam. And uh just back off, man. Just give me the Fiji. I I haven't been to the store in days, man. I I'm not uh looking forward to going either. I know I need to pick up some more food. And it seems like that might be a little <laughs> little tough. The store shelves seem fairly empty. Fairly empty. I might have to get into a fist fight too. I'm wondering if I should like bring my knife with me. Just keep it in my pocket in case I might have to cut a bitch. You know? If if I want that pack of ramen noodles, I'm gonna get that pack of ramen noodles. I don't care what that little kid wants. Like fuck you, kid. You're younger than me. You've got to probably have a much better immune system. I'm taking those ramen noodles. Taking it. Cut your ass. <laughs> you can take the toilet paper. I'll find a way around that. I'll do a hack. I'll do a, find some life hack for that. I'll make my own toilet paper. Somehow. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, damn it. I'm going to look it up now. There's. I know people are making their own Purell. I think they... Uh, my, my mother was telling me that you take... Uh, aloe and then add in some uh, de- uh, rubbing alcohol and you get uh, Purell basically 
Oh, I forgot to mention I, I, a shout out. My uh, good friend Chris Remy. I ran into him earlier, and uh, I saw him. And he made sure he wanted me to say, like, give a shout out for him and mention how good looking he looks. I mean, he looks healthy. He's gonna run a, tr- possibly run a twenty four hour run next week, if they don't cancel it. But uh, he's looking, he's looking schvelt. He's looking good. He's looking good. Hopefully, uh, he can run that twenty four hour. Uh, run, and I, <laughs> damn it, I forgot what I was gonna look up before that. Uh, my mother, what was she telling me? Oh, the hello, stop was gonna look up. Anyway, there's uh, an ad here on all atlasobscura.com. It's how Fanta was created for Nazi Germany. I did not realize Fanta was created for Nazis. Uh. Wow, the soda was made from apple fibers and a cheese byproduct. That doesn't sound yummy. Uh, Fanta Classic. Uh, 75th anniversary was a while ago, I guess. It's February 1944, and Berlin is attempting to recover from American aerial bombing. But life in industry continues on the city's outskirts, and farmhouses, bottles, clang, and a mix of ex-convicts Chinese laborers and other workers fill glass bottles of what was likely a cloudy brownish liquid. This is one of Coca-Cola's makeshift bottling operations, and they are making Nazi Germany's signature beverage. Even during war, Germans want their Fanta. The soft drink Fanta was invented by Coca-Cola, an American company, inside of Nazi Germany during World War II, developed at the height of the Third Reich. The new soda ensured the brand's continued popularity, uh, Fanta became a point of nationalistic pride and was consumed by the German public, from the Fraus cooking at home to the highest officials of the Nazi party. And I don't know why I said that with an Irish accent, but uh, the drink was technically fruit-flavored, but limited wartime resources made that descriptor not wholly accurate. Its ingredients were less than appetizing, leftover apple fibers, mashed from cider presses, and whey, a cheese byproduct. Fanta was made from the leftovers of the leftovers. That doesn't sound fucking good. Uh, says Mark Pendergrast, who, as the author of For God, Country, and Coca-Cola, revealed this hidden past. I don't imagine it tasted very good. By the time the hit that uh, Hitler and the Third Reich marched into Austria, Coca-Cola had been in Germany for nearly a decade. Coke was invented in 1886 by Dr. John Stith Pemberton, who sold at a local Atlanta pharmacy for five cents a glass and put cocaine in the shit. Um, Pepperton was a Confederate Civil War veteran still suffering from a saber wound. While recovering, he became addicted to morphine. Coca-Cola made from the coca leaf and the cola nut, hence the name, was his attempt to find an alternative painkiller. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just care about the Nazis. In 1933, right when Hitler and the Nazi party were assuming power, the German-born Max Keith, uh, pronounced Kite, Max Kite. Yeah, I feel like I, most people know the history of Coca-Cola, the Coca Leaf, so I'm skipping the Nazi shit. Anyway, uh, Max Kite took over the company's German subsidiary, Coca-Cola GmbH. Kite was an imposing figure, tall, intimidating, possessing a little whisk broom mustache, not unlike Hitler's. Charming but quick-tempered and utterly devoted to Coca-Cola. Kite valued his allegiance to the drink and to the company more than his allegiance to his own country, says Pendergast Grast, 
for that reason, he saw no quarrel with boosting sales by tying Coca-Cola to every aspect of German life and increasingly Nazi rule. Back in America, the Coca-Cola company led by Robert Woodruff did not discourage this. The company sponsored the 1936 Berlin Olympics with uh, Woodruff attended and made banners featuring the Coca-Cola logo alongside the swastika. Fantastic. Great. Thanks, Coca-Cola, for being awful people. Anyway, Kite used a 10th anniversary party for Coca-Cola GmbH to order a mass Sieg Heil in honor of the dictator's 50th birthday. He declared that this was to commemorate our deepest admiration for our Fuhrer. Uh, I got to say, <laughs> I mean, I don't think they support Nazis anymore, but uh, I don't drink soda anymore. But if I'm going to go for a cola, it's it's Coca-Cola. I'm not a Pepsi guy. Uh, I like to prefer the uh, old Pepsi formula too, by the way. Anyway, Coca-Cola wasn't alone in ignoring Hitler's increasing aggression. Other American industries, such as Hollywood, overlooked Nazi Germany's human rights atrocities or another way to retain German business. Yeah, I mean, it goes on for more. Jeez, I, yeah, I did not realize Fanta was... Uh, I just wanted to know about the Fanta. <laughs> did not realize... That was uh, that's where that originated. I was trying to look for uh, more just on the Fanta. Oh, I don't want that. Did not mean to play that video. All right, then, my oh, friends. Oh, so shit. now, no, I hit pause. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Anyway, anyway, hope you're all safe, feeling good, stay feeling good, and uh, trying to think if there's anything else here. Uh, I think uh, pretty much covered everything, and I think I uh, oh shit yeah, and uh, I neglected to even mention that uh, fucking uh, it's St. Pat's on uh, Tuesday, my birthday. Fun fact, and uh, this is the beginning of the last year of my thirties. As I approach the four o, if I'll make it, if Corona doesn't kill me before then. Uh, and it is, I had to do the math here, it is the eight-year anniversary of this podcast. So hopefully next show we'll be able to have Muffin Man and Shelly and be able to do a little something or, you know, at least reminisce about the good times. And, uh, and yeah, well, I, I guess that that's all I've got here. So as always, that's a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.